1: U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association, N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: You're listening to A Real Man Wood with Chris Liss, your host. And I am very pleased, ecstatic to be joined by my co-host, Dalton Don of Yahoo Sports. What's going on, dude?
1: Oh, not much. Uh... I was uh, busy this afternoon, we usually record this later, so it's it's pretty early in the morning for me, but um, uh, yeah, let's talk some football, and I'm glad we were at least able to make it work, so uh, I don't have too much for you here, uh, just a couple complaints, um, well, we went three, let's start off, well, we went three I got two. some stuff
0: for you, so don't jump the gun, I know you're not a morning person, but then again, you're not an afternoon, evening, or night person either.
1: It's true, all I'm right, just, go ahead, you go, you start just first, not very, just,
0: there's no time of day in which you are... Uh, in good form, so one, the first thing I got to tell you is this: one of our listeners, one of the few, and she is a loyal listener is a friend of Heather's and mine from out here from Lisbon. Her husband works in the, for the state department, but they're, in, they're stationed in Portugal, and we became friends with them through uh, Sasha's school. Sasha was friends with their daughter, and she listens she's a sports fan. she was telling me she loves Dalton del Don and she feels bad for you. I think it's like a maternal thing actually. Uh, she feels bad for you, the abuse that you take. And I was like, don't feel bad for that asshole. I think I've given him maybe $900 the last couple of years. So first off, I don't feel bad for you. But you have, I don't know if it's a fan. It's sort of like a maternal, there's like a maternal thing going on, I think, there.
1: Well, I'd love to hear that and tell her thank you. And you didn't give me that $900. I won that off you, to be you very got, clear. You
0: got lucky as shit in most of it. The only one you earned, you did earn the 500 You earned the uh, friends and family. I mean, you got lucky as shit for who you drafted. But no, you did earn that. I mean, you won that league. That's not like a one-off thing. But last year, you basically stole from me.
1: Well, let's hope to continue that. I think we have a couple pending that I'm going to dominate. But uh, anyway, no, that ultimately... We're already
0: that's on the ropes in those. You have Stefan Diggs against Brandon Cooks, and there's no injury out. You have, uh, and that's from week five on, and you have Chris Hogan against Cooks. So I think I'm going to win both of those. I think we had one more also. Did we, have a, did we make a bet against the spread this week? I think Chargers-Raiders, did we not?
1: I don't know if I wrote it down.
0: Did we? Ah, uh, shit. I don't want to have to listen to the podcast again. Anyway, maybe in Twitter, anybody who uh, wants to give us Twitter feedback, uh, this podcast will be posted. I mean, that's probably where most of you get it, but at Chris underscore list, at Dalton Del Don. Let us know if there was a bet last week. I'll have to look it up. I thought we met. you and I made a $20 bet on one of the games.
1: Yeah, it's possible. I didn't write it down, but I, I would tell you if, if I did. But um, yeah, if you can go back... Uh, look at the tape and let me know. But anyway, that's, that's great to hear. I appreciate that. Um, it, it's too bad that it probably, uh, you know, the, the precipice of it is you abusing me, but still, I'll take it any way I can.
0: Yes, you have a fan. She likes, she likes your work. Although she did criticize you, I have to say. Um, she said that when I brought up The Moth, it's an NPR show where they tell stories. Uh-huh. That was some serious nutless monkey shit, and you didn't, I gave you a, a softball, and you just didn't even swing at it
1: okay all right well i'll try harder next time
0: all right that's all that's all i had i just you know okay. that was the feedback i got this weekend
1: all right well we went three and two last week and we're we're, you know we're on a winning streak uh that's three weeks in a row and we went from 1655th place after three weeks uh into the top 750 so at least we have something to root for here it's a nice little little stretch let's keep it going
0: yeah, let's talk about that. So I can't believe I reversed psychology myself into not taking the Chargers and taking the dumbass Ravens that you wanted. And I I was like, no, I'm gonna, I should just say no because he's an idiot. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to just switch it because of that. And I ended up staying with the Ravens, which I knew was a dumb bet. From the beginning, I liked the Bears. And for some reason, I was a nutless monkey in my own column and had a Ravens feeling and switched it. So that was dumb. And, and the Redskins are on me. I really thought they were going to crush the Niners. I was wrong. So I take full responsibility for that. Uh, I did give us the Vikings. I had a feeling Aaron Rodgers was going to get hurt early in that game and knew if he got hurt that it would be an easy win for us.
1: It's crazy. The Niners, the uh, first team ever to lose five straight by three points or fewer and first team ever to be like 0-6 and, and their point differential is 33 or something the next lowest in the history of the NFL is, like, in the high 80s or something. So it's pretty competitive. So
0: the Niners are the first team ever to do that. The Patriots are the first team ever to allow six straight 300-plus yard passers. Yep. That's never happened before. I doubt a team has given up a touchdown, passing touchdown or receiving touchdown to a tight end in each of the first six games. The Giants have given up seven because they gave up two against Tampa Bay. Jeff Heuerman, the tight end for the Broncos, caught that garbage-time touchdown last week. So... There's a lot of things that have never happened before that are happening in this very bizarre year. Survivor is a joke. I mean, Atlanta, Baltimore, and Denver lost last week. Two 13-point favorites went down the same week, plus a nine-point favorite. I mean, that's pretty that's crazy. No, they weren't nine. They were like six and a half, but still, the, the Ravens. But, it's I mean, it's just uncanny. This week, there's not a single favorite of seven sure. points. Sure. Every single team is six or fewer point favorites. I don't know, you know, that's a very that's rare in a 15 game week.
1: Yeah, no, it's been I mean, I feel like we well we've been over this, but we feel like every year it's oh craziest year ever, but this one has been especially weird and so many injuries. I'll throw another one at you. Uh, I can't complain because I grabbed him desperate in desperation in Stopa, but Adrian Peterson, 32 and a half years old, 2500 career carries just in the regular season, I think, in the, if you had the playoffs, it's about 3000 and looks completely done, uh, gets traded to a team that can't run block and suddenly looks in his prime and is uh, the number one waiver wire pickup and scores twice, gets great yards per carry against the Tampa Bay team that's actually played pretty good run defense. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this season. It's definitely going to turn to a, a battle of attrition. The three three of its of sports biggest stars, Aaron Rodgers, J.J. Watt and Odell Beckham well, and David Johnson are all out. I mean, it's just been it's been pretty absurd.
0: Yeah, what about Eric Berry, Marshall Yonda? Those are arguably the best two players at those
1: positions, too. Their positions, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah.
0: And, and so, yeah, and Rodgers is now out. Remember I sent you uh, an email last week saying, look at the guys who are on my bench, and it was Des Bryant, my top receiver, Devontae Parker, my number two receiver, Andrew Luck and Andy Dalton, one's hurt, one was on by, my two quarterbacks in a two QB league, and Jimmy Graham, my $20 tight end in a two tight end league. They were all on my bench. I won by 40. This is how crazy the year is. I mean, I made some good pickups, but, you know, Carlos Hyde scores twice and gets 47 receiving yards against as a 10-point underdog. I mean, just weird stuff is happening. It's just a very hard-to-predict year. You just have to stay with it. You have to play matchups. You have to be super aggressive, I think, on sitting players that two rounds, there's 20 guys who are, are what you would say are studs that you could trust. Everybody else, it's matchup. It's provisional. A guy could be your 30th overall player one week, and two weeks later, he's, he's a cut. And, and not even just due to injury.
1: Yeah, I need you to lose in Stopa because you, uh, you have so fewer points than me. I can't have you sneak into the playoffs based on record. Oh, I'm it's
0: not going to sneak in. I'm going to get it. I should have won. I'm an idiot for starting Jaron Brown over Jarek McKinnon two weeks ago. I should be 5-1. and one. The only reason I have, I'm low in points is that first week I set the record for low points. And that's it. I had that, a horrible first week, uh, partly because of that uh, unexpected bye week that showed up for the Dolphins and and Bucks. But uh, you know, I have been doing this. I'm four and two without Andrew Luck. You know, and hopefully, Luck is back in a couple of weeks in a two QB league. It should be a big difference maker.
1: Yeah, man. Jared McKinnon is a beast. I'm I'm all in on him. Full believer. And uh, I'm frustrated myself because in this stopa, I actually, throughout all of my leagues, pretty much vast majority. I've been stashing Alfred Morris. So this news yesterday is a, pretty much a killer. Plus they have a great matchup against San Francisco. So man, the Zeke thing, it's going what's going to turn out is all the people that stash Alfred Morris aren't going to they're going to be what they maybe they don't make the playoffs and Zeke owners while they're happy now, there's a really good chance that he's now going to have to sit during the fantasy playoffs.
0: Yeah, my guess is he's going to play out this season. That's my guess. And it is possible that that is wrong. I thought that even before this new ruling that it would probably happen because what's really going on with these injunctions and you know the emergency injunction and we need relief and no they shouldn't get relief is that Zeke was he was accused of, of doing something really bad. The police didn't prosecute. The NFL's own investigator came out and said we don't think he should be suspended. Goodell ignored that. She wasn't present in the meeting. And their arbitrator said, yes, he should be suspended. And so they're basically questioning the authority of Goodell because, you know, the the Brady precedent when he got suspended was basically like, it doesn't really matter. The collective bargain agreement gives Goodell sort of unlimited power to do whatever the hell he wants, whether the guy did something or not. But that leads to sort of a, a, a system where if the NFL just doesn't like somebody, they can make up any reason they want and suspend them. I mean, under that reading of the CBA then Goodell could just say you know what I just don't like your your speed you got a speeding ticket you're out four games we don't like people having speeding tickets you posted something on social media that said that NFL game quality was poor we don't like you criticizing the NFL four games I mean where does it end right at what point does Goodell's power is it just limited and maybe the dumbass bargainers from the player side didn't put good language in there but there is some limit to what they can do uh, e- even with a, a very loose CBA. So I think what's kind of being litigated is can you suspend Zeke, even though your own person set recommended against it and there were no charges against him. And I think that's sort of a deeper question. And so, you know, should Zeke play now or should he just be suspended because you have universal power? I think that question needs to be litigated over time. And there's no emergency for the NFL to litigate this because they can always suspend him the following year, which is exactly what happened with Brady. And Zeke Elliott has a very good case to say, look, this is something that needs to be delved into on the merits. But in the meantime, I need to play. If I don't play, Dallas, you know, the Cowboys suffer irreparable harm. Maybe they miss the playoffs. My career suffers irreparable harm if truly there's no basis for suspending me. And, and he's got a really good argument on that. And, and the NFL, what harm do they suffer? They suffer no harm. They can still inflict the, the penalty the following year. So unless the judge is just one of those, like, it says it in the agreement. They, he can do whatever he wants. Unless they want to uphold that rule, in which case, as I said, you're going to lead to some very dangerous precedent where he can suspend you for nothing. Um, I think Zeke will probably prevail.
1: Yeah, well, nothing would su- surprise me at this point. You very well might be right. I mean, that's it's entirely possible. So, uh, I, But like I said, I've been stashing Morris, and uh, I'm, I'm frustrated that that didn't prove uh, – prove uh, to be shrewd because it looks like yeah you, you probably odds are I would say you probably are right that Zeke just plays the rest of the season out
0: yeah I mean most of the legal analysis is the opposite they think that he's got a small chance to prevail but it just it just seems like you just can't say the CBA says he can do whatever the hell he wants no matter what without any you know evidence or without any reasoning I mean that that to me is is, is over broad. the problem with Alfred Morris is Dallas's offensive line is just not that good it's okay but is yeah, that, no, it's, it's nothing it's, like last year. No, Denver totally stuffed them. Other teams have done well against them. They haven't really had that monster showing. And so putting Alfred Morris in there, it's just kind of an average offense. Yeah, he's, he's a guy with a job if he's the guy. He and McFadden may split, but I, I, don't, I don't think he's like an important stash. He's in a stash like, okay, yeah, stash him if you're in a deep league because any starter is worth something, but it's not somebody I'm like – going out of my way yeah there.
1: and it's no guarantee that he and mcfadden wouldn't split also so yeah, and, i mean I, it doesn't
0: catch passes either so there's the upside is kind of limited
1: yeah i don't know but stopa is super deep and yeah. i very and i you know punted running backs pretty much at the auction and i and they faced the niners this week so i mean i, I liked the setup there so that but but um what else uh, before we get to the games here uh oh did you see tell me you saw gordon hayward last night
0: i saw the i saw the clip of it I, I, there's a too soon real man would. I got I probably have to tweet this out. This guy posted real man. He said a real man would just put on another sleeve and keep playing. Dude,
1: five minutes into the NBA season. I mean, it's the first game of the year in a standalone game, and he just signed a max contract. I think it's like four years, $128 million, and it was brutal. You could hear the snap when it happened. At first, I'm like, my wife said she could hear it, and I'm like, it has to be the the sound of hitting the – like the hand hitting the floor. So, no, you could hear the snap. Man, People were crying in the stands. The whole stand went quiet, even though it was a visiting team. All the players were just, like, they could were distraught. One of the worst I've ever seen. I mean, Paul George was up there. Um, who had another? Ba- there were a couple bad ones. Yeah, Paul uh, George.
0: No, uh, Sean Livingston, where he just landed, Living- and his knee looked like it was just going to be amputated, just come off. Yeah. His, le- his lower leg, because every ligament snapped.
1: L- Louisville guy in college basketball, Willis McGay. There have been some bad ones, but, man, that. Hank,
0: Hank Gathers yeah. was pretty bad. Do you know who what? Hank Gathers is? You
1: make, you make references from when I, when I wasn't even close to being okay, born. Google
0: Hank Gathers. I, I'm going to get in trouble for this podcast. There's going to be a lot of people like too soon, too soon. He died. Yeah. He just had a heart attack and died.
1: Yeah, that one, that one might take That was cake. That was bigger than the
0: broken leg. But no, it's, it's bad. I mean, it's obviously a horrible way to start the season. He's a good player. He's a big part of the Celtics. But, ho- you know, Paul George recovered pretty well from his. So hopefully same thing, you know, that it's just uh, it's, a, it's a survivable injury.
1: Yeah, no, but still still brutal. And then, and then the Warriors, not to compare that awful, horrific injury to a couple other things that I weren't, weren't ideal for me. Warriors lost on saw B-Sought. They blew a 17-point lead. Are you Durant- comparing
0: Gordon Hayward's career-threatening, agonizing injury to you, your favorite team blowing a lead? Game one, too. You very important, important in an NBA monster. season. You are a monster. Yeah. Very, very, very important. How dare you?
1: And, uh, yeah, Durant, so Durant hits a shot at the buzzer and everyone's celebrating and then they review it and it's like one one hundredth of a second, uh, before the buzzer goes off. So victory turns into defeat in the night when they get their rings. And, um, if that's not bad enough with me complaining, I got this huge, I mean, I, the one, uh, futures bet I made before the MLB season yep. pays $4,000 to the Astros. They're up four to nothing against the Yankees. I and watched Blow it. the lead and I lose with a trip bullpen. So, I mean, I, yeah, nah. bullpen sucks.
0: That was awesome. They just they, the Yankees really stepped up. That was a great. I I haven't watched really any baseball because usually it's on late and, and it's too late for me. But that one was on you know from whatever 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. 2 a.m. my time, and I watched it. What an exciting game as a Yankees fan to watch. That was great. Came back 2-2. They were down 2-0 to the Indians too. If the Yankees were to beat the Indians, Astros, and Dodgers. I don't think any team in major league history has run a gauntlet like that. That those are three of the best teams that you could possibly face in a postseason. Those are like hundred win, loaded with aces, loaded lineups. I would say they still haven't they're only halfway there. They got they're halfway to beating the Astros and they would still have to beat the Dodgers probably, but that that is as hard of a road to winning as you could have.
1: Well, not only that. Even though it was a "quote unquote" easy opponent, they had to play the wild card play-in right. game too. Yep. So they had to burn, you know, one of their best pitchers, and, and obviously, and travel. You know, I mean, right. and, and just the fact that it's any baseball team can lose one game. So that would be one of the more improbable runs if if they were able to accomplish
0: that. For these sure, these teams are so loaded, though. I, there's something. You know, everything's weird about sports. You know, there's all the crazy, fluky finals reversals last year, but this year it's like. I've never seen teams this loaded, even playoff teams. Like, every guy in the lineup is a masher on every team. It's like you go through the Astros lineup or the Yankees lineup, there's, like, not a soft spot. The shortstop and second baseman for the Astros are Correa and Altuve. The catcher for the Yankees is Gary Sanchez, and the shortstop's Gregorius. Like, everybody can hit. It's just, it's not even like back in, you know, the 90s where, you know, there's high scoring, but the Yankees still had some, I mean, they had a great offense, but it wasn't – this is like loaded from top to bottom.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, look at the Cubs, who were clearly the best team last year defending champs, and they're, they can't even hang with this Dodgers squad. Of course, it's just a series in baseball and anything ha- can happen, but they're pretty loaded too over in the National League. I mean, the Dodgers –
0: The Dodgers are ridiculous. I mean, you Darvish is their number three.
1: It's crazy. Yeah.
0: It's, it's just – it's crazy. But, the, you know, the Yanks' starting pitching is pretty good too. I mean, Sonny Gray is good. You know, but, but they still got to face Keuchel and Verlander the next right. two games. It's not like, you know, these teams are just loaded. I, it's, it's amazing. And the Indians were loaded. It, it's really, this, these are some of the most, this is the most top heavy, one of the most top heavy seasons I've ever watched. No, for sure.
1: Um, I totally agree. It has been pretty, uh, pretty fun to watch, but I can only imagine how late it is. Yeah, for you, I mean, even like the, this, this Warriors game didn't start till eight o'clock Western time because of this, the, the ring ceremony. And then the, you know these baseball games, these West Coast baseball games, like the Dodgers, the playoff games. I think they average about four hours. So it's just so so late for everyone on the East Coast.
0: Yeah, well, I, no, there's no point in watching the sweep or a near sweep. You know, the, I, I'm sick of the Cubs anyway. I'm I'm glad oh, yeah. that they're on the way. Yeah, I'm a Giants
1: fan, so I don't. You know, I typically don't. You know, I'm supposed to hate the Dodgers, but, yeah, I did actually did not want to see these Cubs fans win back-to-back, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I, I hate the Dodgers, too. I'm mean, a Yankees fan. I, the only World Series game I've ever been to was in 1981 when the Dodgers beat them. So I hate the Dodgers. I've always hated them. But, you know, they they were the best team in the NL. They, they're they the one who belongs in the World Series. And if it's going to be the Yankees or Astros, obviously, one of them has to slay the the Goliath. So
1: Yeah, I actually picked Dodgers over Astros. It was my World Series pick before the season. So for once, I'd look okay in that aspect but speaking of being uh right or wrong let's let's get to these games dude let's 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 keep this up man I, i'd be excited if we do like a four to one week maybe we'd have something to actually get you know pumped pumped up for
0: i know it'd be sick if we were like just figuring out how much money we were going to make at the end instead of clearly not being in the money like if we go four and one we can make fifty thousand. if we go five and oh we can make a million or something that'd be awesome right yeah. so
1: i have a good feel for this week to be honest as you said like I don't love big spreads though, but, but man, when they're all like in between three and five and a half, it's also kind of weird too. So, and I haven't studied the games as much. We're doing this pod earlier than usual. So unlike usual, you might have to carry me. You, I'll be more persuaded uh, than usual. I would say that.
0: No, you got to have your own views because without your own views, it doesn't work. So, you, you know, be a real man. Okay. Have a view. For you know, once. For once. For I'll try. once in your life. You know, okay. otherwise Emily is just not going to be able to uh, deal with it. Yeah, she's okay. gonna to feel too sorry for you. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm not above playing the sympathy card. <laughs> That's
0: all you got left. Okay, so it's Chiefs minus three at Raiders on Thursday night, and I don't, I don't think I would use this one. So I don't think there's any point in getting your guy to rush in there. But I took the Raiders here. I, I like them as a home dog on a short week. Um, I think Derek Carr sucks. I think the Raiders are garbage, but um, I do have some respect. Hold on, somebody's ringing the doorbell. Hold on one second. Let me go go check out this. Allah, 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 All right. So uh, let's keep going. I think that's we're fixing the dishwasher here, so I have to just deal with this. Ready?
1: Ready. All
0: right. So I don't, I don't like the Raiders, but I just think home dog division game short week. I'm taking them. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I went with the Chiefs, just uh, bouncing back. Uh, I, I'm wrong with the Raiders almost every week. The once I do buy, they they lose whatever it is two three straight. Um, it, it seems like you just reflexively picked the the home team on these Thursday night games, and you probably would be profiting overall just, just by doing that blindly. But I
0: was wrong Chiefs, last week, though. You
1: know, yeah, the Chiefs, uh, I don't know, I mean, look like you know they were the last undefeated team uh, coming off a poor performance, and the Raiders are, I don't want to say the word do, but I mean, they, they probably will play a better game than they have recently, and Carr one week further removed from his injury, so I, I just don't want to use this either, but I went with the Chiefs.
0: Okay, you're so wrong about the Raiders. You just you just don't understand them. Like you're and you're out of sync with them, so bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Titans minus six at Browns. And is Cooper
1: ever gonna do anything, man? I mean, I, I made that trade for him in Stupa out of desperation, and he I don't he what a just a disaster.
0: Yeah, he's been a horrible disaster for a couple of my teams too. But I would definitely be buying low on Cooper right now. I wrote that in my column. Yeah. I, I would play. trade. I would trade somebody. I'd trade like Carlos Hyde for him, maybe. You know, like a serious trade, something that gets done. I'd trade Larry Fitzgerald for him. All
1: right. Would you tri- what if I offered you Cooper for McKinnon?
0: I don't think I'd do that. I think okay. McKinnon is like legit. I'm trying right. to think if there's someone like a little bit lower down that I have. I have Hyde, actually.
1: What a coward you are. What do you no, mean I'm then? waiting for Breda, Breda to 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 blow up. I'm, you I'm have good. both.
0: You have both. Then you can, you know, you'll <laughs> just control the Niners' running game. It's and not it's bad. So you can load
1: up on the Niners' offense. You well, have with
0: to. Kyle Shanahan, it's not that bad.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, we'll, okay. we'll, yeah, Beth, Beth, Bethard to uh, uh, George Kittle. You know that Andy Barons went to Iowa, and he's he's like a converted Niners fan officially now.
0: Good for him. Good for him. Now you have. Andy I don't know if
1: Aiden. you know that's the batter. they both
0: went there, and they're
1: both. Rookies. Yes, they're, I they, both they they right. yes, I know they they played
0: together. Yes, I know.
1: And I'm such an idiot, too, I uh, for multiple reasons. But I traded for um, for Hoyer I, just because uh, I get Mariota, Mariota back, but he has a bye next week, and this two-quarterback Stopa League. And I didn't stash Beathard, even though I knew this was inevitable. So You that, that well, only like, have so
0: much space. And you know, I picked up Fitzpatrick for zero, and I feel like it's going to be another one of my A-plus-zero-dollar pickups. Right. Because if it turns out that James Winston is more hurt than we think, that team actually has weapons and a bad defense. Like, Fitzpatrick could be good. Oh,
1: and he's not terrible either. Yeah, exactly. Be- he's, he'll throw picks or whatever, but he's totally yeah, he's he's competent. And uh yeah, an AC sprain joint in your throwing shoulder, I mean that 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 could be bad.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh that's a serious uh that's a that could be a serious thing. Um it was cool spending all my money on Cutler who's been horrible and probably will lose the job because the $0 bids is just somehow like just taking what nobody I was talking about this on the XM show that so much of life is just taking what's left over that nobody wants and picking the best of it. <laughs> people have taken most things. You know, you grow up, and when you're an adult, like most buildings or most apartments are taken. There's not that many available. You just take the best of what's left. That works out if you're if you're uh, judicious about it.
1: Well, yeah. Often the people that have the first choice are, are wrong too. So That's right. Yeah. You just you yep.
0: just take the best of what's left. I,
1: I did. I think I saw you. I didn't bother, which has hurt me before with Andre Ellington, but I didn't even bother to do a zero dollar bid on Brett Hundley. But I think a few of you guys did that. But of course, he was going to get added in this format.
0: Yeah, no, someone paid for him, of course. Okay, Titans minus six at Browns. This again, I mean, I I didn't really have a feel for it. I took the Browns and it was weird because I think Scott Pianowski, who's doing really well this year, tweeted out something like hit me in the head or tackle me if I if I ever take the Browns again, because he took him against Houston. So did I last week. And I just felt like that was my signal to take them because that's the prevailing sentiment that you just don't take the Browns, period. doesn't matter what the line is. doesn't matter who's playing them. Um, But I just felt like, you know, this is the right time because not that I feel great about it because they suck, but Mariota looked very gimpy. I could easily see him leaving. It's a short week for him, six days. And I could easily see him leaving with a tweak of his hamstring or taking a big hit because he can't move out of the way. Um, And if Matt Castle comes in, you know, then it's, you're talking about a 50-50 game.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the the sharp angle here, no question. It's weird that spread open at 7 and it's down to 6 or 5.5 in some places, but I'm the sucker who took Tennessee. I think the Browns go back to Kaiser, who's just been a disaster. You are right, that It's not only a short week, but it's a short week where you have to travel. So that that's really Short not, week road not, game, gimpy QB. Who he I, might have been – he might have been gimpy, but he, he looked good in the pocket, man. He was slinging the ball all over the field. He's against, a good, against a bad defense, admittedly, but still. Well, this is another
0: bad defense, but this is maybe a worse right. defense. I mean, he he's a good thrower. I mean, he could be a pocket passer, but what gives him that added value is the mobility. If he's 100% in the pocket, um, they'll, they will they could easily beat the Browns by 20. But I just think he did not look 100% healthy and just one false step, and sure. he's out. Or I could even see them holding him out for this game if if practice doesn't go right because they might win this game anyway.
1: So yeah, I think he made it through fine and now another week to recover and those he's getting the Decker involved and Derek Henry looks like an absolute monster. Yeah, we'll see. I, oh, I you kinda... lucked out covering them by the way. Huh, you got those breaks with the cover.
0: With what? You oh, had the Titans, oh, on, Monday right? on Monday night. On Monday Yeah.
1: Well, a 70-yard well, run when they when they were just running the clock out. Well, that happens more frequently than you think, though, because every man is in the box. So once you break through the beginning, like Jamal Lewis at one year, then you're just gone. And they could have reviewed that, by the way. He might have stepped on the sideline, didn't even bother to review because the game was over, even though that decided to spread.
0: Right, although it went up to 7.5 at the very last second. I think it was 6.5 most of the week. And I got we, I made up the line 4.5 when it was uncertain that Mariota was even playing because it was midweek. I did write the column, so... You know, it it was only the people who got it at seven and a half, but it did obviously change that. All right, right, Jaguars minus three at Colts. I took the Colts. Um, I I have the Jaguars winning by one. The defense is great, but you're laying wood with Bortles on the road. I just think that's a mistake.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, Colts could be like just if you want to punt defense on uh, DFS this week, that's that's whom I would use. Uh, uh, Fournette could go crazy, of course, but the— you know, Indy playing in Tennessee. I mean, they, they've been competitive really since uh, you know that one Seattle game looks like a blowout in paper. Uh, but they took the Cardinals to overtime. Uh, they, they've been close, and I think Brissett is is competent. So I'm with you here. I took the home dog.
0: It's really weird. Massey Peabody, you know, has their rankings, and I look at them. I think they're really good. I really respect. I really respect that everything's free and transparent. People bitch, oh well, they their line was half a point more friendly or whatever. I don't think they're doing anything underhanded. I think it's very transparent and so few, you know, analytics tout stuff is just I wouldn't say they're touts, but it's just completely free and transparent. They have the Colts, Niners and Browns as like minus 8 on a neutral field. So they have those teams so terrible. Like based on their numbers, like you would almost never take the Browns, Colts or Niners. But the but as you said, the Colts and the Niners not the Browns, but the Colts and Niners have been really competitive. Their numbers aren't based on, you know, point differential or any of that stuff. It's play success rate, mostly. It's, you know, down in, down out. Are they, are they losing or winning play by play? So I don't, you know, whatever. It's just one method. They're not, you know, it's not magic. But I, I, I look at it, um, and it's interesting that they despise the Colts. I still took the Colts.
1: Yeah. All right. Me too. That is interesting. I didn't realize they had them that buried, but yeah, yeah, obviously they have their flaws, but, but I think they've, uh, they could keep this game close enough.
0: Me too. All right. And plus, you know, Roethlisberger threw five picks against them, but like Brissett's not going to play like that. It's not going to be that kind of game where, you know, someone's like slinging into their good pass defense. All right. right. Ravens, Ravens plus five and a half at Vikings. You know, I had the Vikings, my best bet last week, obviously covered easily, but I was got a little assist from Anthony Barr. But I think the Vikings might be my best bet this week again. Like, the Ravens offense, I know things change week to week, and it's been a few weeks that I've watched that offense, and it's just so fucking horrible. There was a 3rd and 10 play. They were down 7. It was the 3rd, 4th quarter. And they threw a check down to Ben Watson. that was a you 4-yard know, pass, and he had to try to run to the sticks. And there were, like, two guys who tackled him right away. Like, he's slow. He has no moves. It was just a, what? What are they calling that play for? Like it, they didn't even attempt to get a first down. They got both their touchdowns against the Bears at home on special teams returns. You know, it wasn't even like they generated any offense against the bad Bears. I mean, Bears defense is okay, but you know, I mean, what kind of team is this? Now they got to go into Minnesota. Give me the Vikings.
1: Yeah, I was on the fence on this one. I, you could, if you're saying you, you might even make Vikings your best bet.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about
1: it. Yeah, I, I I think I have Vikings is like my I always I kind of like just organically I have to do the um, my player rankings early in the week for for Yahoo and I have Vikings as a top three fantasy D this week. I mean Flacco's just been so bad. I mean just just incredibly bad. So um, I'm I'm fine with that. And I said I like McKinnon. Uh, Keenum has been competent enough. Uh, I'd like Diggs to come back. They have some weapons there. So sure, I'm 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 on board with that. I'm fine. Let's use that.
0: Okay, good. Jets plus three at Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins, man. Uh, I think the Jets, they've been tough and gritty, uh, and the Dolphins have been bad, but um, I just think the Dolphins are a better team, and they were just a little slow out of the gate with their travel schedule and the hurricane and a new quarterback, and even though Cutler still was bad last week, I'm going to lay the wood here.
1: Who did I take here? I took um, I took the Jets and didn't feel strongly at all. Uh, I mean, McCown's been competent, and, but I could see Miami D actually being a sneaky play too. Very low over under in this game, which makes sense. Cutler has just been so horrific, is I think, but been my was my reasoning here. But I, I, this was a coin flip for me. I don't feel strongly at all about. I mean, this the spread is right here, of course. I mean, it's exactly what it should be.
0: Man, you used to always be like, I look just like Cutler. People mistake me for Cutler at the airport. Now you don't say shit about that. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to distance myself as far as I can.
0: Yeah, he's trying to distance himself too. You guys got that in common. Buccaneers plus three at Bills. What do you got here?
1: I I took the Bills. They've they've their secondaries played uh, so well, and and Tyrod Taylor's no weapons at all, and he's still competent. And uh, who knows the quarterback situation in Tampa. So I took the Bills, but again, this spread is just exactly what it should be. I mean, the 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 standard minus three for the home team.
0: What about Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game? You're know, you not, you're not oh, thinking about right. that. Oh,
1: that's right. I didn't factor that in. Good
0: that, call. Yeah, it should be Buccaneers minus seven because of that. No, I took the Bucks. My, my first instinct was like, yeah, the Bills are better. Take the Bills. The Buccaneers suck. They got blown out in Arizona. But they were going to a West Coast game. They were just really sluggish for the first half, and then they came back at the end. I mean, a lot of it's garbage, but... I I don't know. It just seemed like the right contrarian play to take the Bucks.
1: All right. Yeah, we're gonna we're pretty different so far. So uh, what's the next game?
0: I'm gonna have a good week. I'm feeling good. Uh, <laughs> Panthers minus three and a half at Bears. Who do you like there? I'll let you go first.
1: Okay. Well, again, the contrarian play is is taking the the ugly Bears at home, but I I think Carolina bounces back, and I, I like their defense here. And, and you know, Newton looked really really good two of the previous three weeks. So. uh, And and three and a half is just asking you, you know, that hook is asking you to take Chicago. So I went with Carolina.
0: I took Carolina, too. I would use them this week. Uh, I just think they're much better than the Bears. The Bears just cannot generate a passing game. They don't have a receiver. Trubisky's a rookie. If you can't pass, I mean, Jordan Howard's been great, but you're going against a good defense. I think the Panthers are going to win pretty easily. They
1: ran the ball 50 times last week, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, Jordan Howard's legitimately good. But still, you can't win like that against a decent team. You can only win against a terrible team.
1: All right, I marked it down. Okay.
0: Okay, Saints minus five and a half at Packers. Who do you have here?
1: Man, I went back and forth on this, but how crazy is it that Vegas is treating Aaron Rodgers? I guess it's not that crazy, but and obviously the backup matters as far as like an unknown versus a proven guy, like say Patrick, but what do you think the spread would be if Rodgers was playing? I would say Green Bay minus seven is what I would say. So they're... They're, they're treating one player as like 12 and a half points here. I mean, that is 10.
0: I said, said it would be four and a half. I mean, the Saints have played well. Like, they went into Carolina and crushed them, they crushed the Lions. You know, I mean, this is an above average team. And the Packers, even with Rodgers, they're good, but they're, you know, they're not great. So I thought it'd be about four and a half. So I said 10. But you're right. It could be seven, could be five and a half, 10, 11 points is what they're saying Rodgers is worth. Typically, yeah. an elite quarterback is supposedly worth seven. So I think this is just really to fend off the crowds uh, who are going to just like try to exploit the Packers with Hundley. But Hundley's going to get a full week of practice, not going to be thrown in, surprised. I took the Packers. I, this is one where I have a Saints feeling and I've been doing this radical subjectivity where I don't even care how the game's going to go. I just want to pick what I feel. I don't, I'm not going to try to predict the game. I'm going to try to predict my own mind. You know, th- I'm just trying to read myself, not the game. But this one, I made an exception. I just said, you know what, the Packers have to be the right play, and it doesn't matter. It just you just have to take the Packers here and, and hold your nose.
1: Yeah, well, I said seven because that would mean that basically, if the game were played in New Orleans, it'd be a, basically a pick 'em, so six or seven, and that that seemed right to me that it would be a, a pick 'em if the game were played in New Orleans with with Rogers. So, having said all that, I, I did take New Orleans. I know it's probably chalked The lines moved from three and a half to five and a half since it opened. And uh, yeah, so you're going a lot of contrarian, and and it seems like when this, would this is one of those games I want to tell you, man, when it starts and you're watching Hunley versus a Saints team that's uh, played better defense, and, and as you said, playing pretty well, and Mark Ingram looks looks really good. Uh, you know, you might you might be regretting that as soon as kickoff happens, but uh, you know, oftentimes a contrarian ugly pick is is the right side. So I took New Orleans, but you don't feel super confident, but they they are better, and Hunley might just be, you know, who knows.
0: Yeah, no, he might be. And I and, and you're absolutely right. I may regret it, and I feel like I will. But the Packers, I don't know. It just seems like this is too much, too much of a swing. Yeah,
1: and here. a dome dome team going to Lambeau. Right. Yeah, it's I mean. it's
0: road breeze. It's not going to be that humming offense that just the defense, it might be better. It might not. It could be kind of a fluke. They had defensive touchdowns last week. What if they're just okay? And maybe the Packers are running and keep it close. Anyway, we'll see. I have the Saints winning 24-20. Okay. Cardinals plus three and a half in london against the rams there's no home field here i took the cardinals i don't i I don't i think the rams are the better team and i don't really believe in i don't know what to think about the adrian peterson outburst Uh, i don't like larry fitzgerald i I don't think the cardinals are that good but i just think this is division game and they're going to show up and this is going to be a big fight
1: yeah, I agree. Um, first, it threw me, threw me off because the London game is starting, the, the, the start time is, no, it's not the 6.30 a.m. for us in the West Coast. It's a, it's a night game in London. But yeah, why is it three and a half on a neutral field? I feel like, yeah, I like the way the Rams are playing and they're coaching and all that, but this should be a competitive, I mean, Arizona's been pretty competitive and, and Palmer is still zipping it around and, and maybe Peterson can run on this team. So the fact that it's more than your standard three, I I took the Cardinals, and I'd I'd consider using them if you wanted, but these London games are are a little bit even flukier than than the usual games, so that's up to you.
0: Yeah, I'd only use it if we're really stuck, personally. Okay. Okay. Cowboys minus six at the Niners, and there's a real part of me, and I'll probably regret I probably got this wrong for myself that wants to take the Cowboys as just a contrarian play that nobody wants, but the Niners every week have just gone toe-to-toe with Seattle, with Arizona, with Washington in Washington. They were in Seattle. You know, why wouldn't they go toe-to-toe with a Cowboys team that doesn't run block the way it used to? The defense isn't that great, probably below average even. Why wouldn't the Niners hang with them?
1: Yeah, I, oh, as I said, five straight games, three points or fewer. <clears throat> but um, I, I've actually been pretty good with San Francisco, my team, against the spread this year, including last week when I implored us to take the points uh, and you you demanded we go the opposite route. Um, but I took Dallas here. Uh, I don't feel great. Uh, they do, you know, the travel and in San Francisco, Bethard might, might even be an immediate upgrade. But still, we're talking about a guy making his first start and, and Zeke's playing should run all over this defense. So I, I took Dallas, but I feel like I'm on the quote unquote sucker uh, side on a lot of these and you're on the, the, the sharp side. So a lot of home dogs for you this week.
0: I actually think the Cowboys might be the right play, though. And if you were really insistent, I would consider it. It would be like the Saints-Lions last week. Like, I took the Niners, but I can see the Cowboys, and maybe I should have taken the Cowboys. Um, Bengals plus five and a half at the Steelers. I took Pittsburgh, man. I I like the Bengals. I think they're good. And I don't like it when a team's like two and four or whatever they are, two and three, but it's good because I don't think they'll go two and four. But then I try to block that out because – Anything can happen standings-wise. You can't think like that. But I just think the Steelers at home, uh, they run block well. Roethlisberger plays better at home. Cincinnati has trouble run blocking. Both defenses are good. The Steelers' defense is very good. Yeah. I think the Steelers are going to cover.
1: And We're really different this week. Uh, I, I took the the Bengals coming off a bye. I, obviously, Pittsburgh plays far better at home, but I kind of want to sell them a little bit after looking so good. Last week, beating the only uh, remaining undefeated team. Divisional game. Five and a half points. Uh, Dalton's played a little bit better. And, yeah, Cincinnati has some playmakers on their defensive side. So I I took the points here.
0: So here's what I'll say. I'm going to do a DFS thing. It'll be Jeff. you know, I'll just invest in his. But I want to go heavy. It's a low over-under. It's like 41 because both defenses are good. But I want to go like A.J. Green, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, Le'Veon Bell. I want to go heavy in this game. Because it may be a, sh- a low-scoring game, but it could also be like 41-40. Like I could see these teams just letting it loose. So and
1: that be low ownership, too. Yeah, be, that's what I
0: mean, because of the total is so low. And yeah. and they're just explosive players that get huge shares of their offense. So I, I this, to me, is like a DFS game. And you can correlate it by taking both sides of it.
1: Interesting. Yeah, again, Low. Yeah. you could, you could uh, court, as you said, both sides, and, you're, and you're, you're, you're playing stars, too, not just trying to be different. That's, what, diff- I mean. That's <laughs> what I mean.
0: That's what I mean. You play obvious guys with huge market share on their team, so right. even though it's an over-under this low, you don't need anything else to be weird. All you need is the game to go, the game flow to be different than people expect, which happens all the time.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. I like that. Okay.
0: Seahawks minus six at Giants. I took the uh, I took the Giants here. Seattle could win twenty to nothing, just like Denver could have won twenty to nothing last week. But I saw the Giants' defense, and it might have been a one-time thing that I saw most of last year. Seattle will not have an easy time with that defense if they play like that. And the Giants' offense is crap, but you know they'll run it. They'll be conservative. I think this will be a close game.
1: Yeah, so I was supposed to—I was supposed to actually be at this game for an event, and uh, it was uh, it was canceled just a, a day ago, and I already already have booked a hotel and the flight for. Really? For Why was it canceled? I just—I don't know. I, it, there wasn't a real concrete answer, but um, it, I don't it know. Was it like they a just, business
0: I, thing that you were supposed to do?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was through Yahoo! Verizon. Yeah, I was supposed to set up a booth, a fantasy booth, and um, and like answer questions and stuff. So I don't know. It, it was kind of put together. You know, just a week or two before, and then it's canceled after I booked. So uh, that that would have been um, interesting. Though I've obviously never been to MetLife Stadium, and it would have, you know, it could be a competitive game. Seattle coming off a bye, Giants coming off a primetime game in which they look great. So that that kind of concerns me. But i I'm, I'm with you. Uh, apparently, the loss of uh, Odell Beckham. Is far less, uh, you know, impactful than Ben McAdoo uh, losing play-calling duties. That, right. that apparently mattered more.
0: The gain, yeah, the gain of losing McAdoo is greater than the loss of Beck. I mean, obviously, they're going to feel that loss badly. Uh, maybe this week, certainly at some point. So one thing that happened against them was they were able to run block against a very good run defense. They just moved some things around. The run blocking got much better. Secondly, once the run blocking was better. It was just much easier to call plays. They're in hitters counts, keep running the ball. They were passing, you know, when they needed to. Evan Ingram's a bigger factor now because that, because Beckham's gone and he's a big matchup problem. He runs a four four two and he's six three, two twenty five. So yeah. no one's really guarding him very easily. And then Eli just didn't make any mistakes. So it was uh, it was a good formula. And if they could do it at Denver, I think they can hold off Seattle at home. I don't think they're, they're gonna just, win, but they're I think by- they're keep-
1: your guy, Jimmy Graham, though, is good for at least one touchdown yes. against
0: the Giants. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I got him in a lot of places.
1: Yeah, I mean, Orleans-Darkwa might be a thing. I mean, it wasn't just the run blocking last week. I mean, he looked good the week before, before he got banged up. I mean, I don't know if he can hold up, but he looked uh, he looks pretty pretty good. So, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, I'd be uh, cross-country travel, although it is a later start for Seattle. I'd like this a little more if they had to play at 10 a.m. Yeah, we be better. But, uh, yeah, but I'm down to use the Giants if you want.
0: Uh, I'm on the fence I, I don't you know again like it, it's so easy for old Eli to show up and the defense has played once at that level all year right so like I don't want I you know. to say they're back all those Spagnuolo's teams they usually take a little time when he was the defensive coordinator before to really hit their stride so yeah I'm, I'm sort of uh, I'll consider it okay Broncos plus one and a half at Chargers uh, my first instinct was to take the Chargers but then in my head was, you got to buy Denver low off the loss to the Giants and never take the Chargers at home. Those voices got into my head, but I'm going to stick with my instinct to take San Diego. I think that they went toe to toe with Broncos in Denver the week one. Uh, Young Ho Ku, my favorite player in the NFL, missed a field goal that, w- that would have tied it. And I just think the Chargers are as good. You know, Emmanuel Sanders is hurt, so you just got Demarius Thomas to deal with, and Denver's offense is pretty weak.
1: And even Demarius Thomas was a little banged up, too. But I, I, again, I feel like I'm the sucker side. But I took Denver. Hate the Chargers. I backed them for the first month of the season, and they kept costing me. So now, of course, they'll probably bounce back. I could definitely see this going either way. This was one of my biggest coin flips of the week. But I, I, I took the Broncos. Still believe in that defense. And, and as you said, I think they'll bounce back and have a big performance.
0: OK. I wasn't strong on it. OK. Falcons plus three. This is a tough week. I just felt like this week was, a, was not an easy one. Um, Falcons plus three and a half at Patriots. I took the Pats. I I really i have been on them every week except the one week they covered in New Orleans. They also covered in Tampa, and I got lucky. Uh, They barely covered, and and it was only because Nick Folk missed like five field goals. But I took the Pats. I think the Falcons are kind of lost. You know, I I kept saying that Super Bowl hangover, when they didn't have it, when they beat Green Bay, I was like, oh, I guess maybe they don't have the hangover, but they do. They didn't just lose. They lost in like the most embarrassing, horrendous fashion possible. They had the thing locked away, a Super Bowl win, the pinnacle of your profession, the goal that as a kid that you pretend you're catching the last second touchdown to win the Super Bowl. I mean, this is your whole life's goal. They just gave it away. I mean, how can you live with yourself? I mean, this is like, you know, grounds for suicide. And now they've got to go and like go back. And they're clearly not the team they were. They're not in sync like they were. Now, if, if anything can get the offense in sync, it's the Patriots' defense. But I don't know, man. The Patriots aren't themselves either, but I just trust them to figure it out. And I think the burden here is on the Falcons, the, the psychological edges to the Patriots. I mean, whatever. You can look at it either way. Like, maybe they'll just go crazy and blow out the Patriots. But I'm taking the Pats. And
1: yeah, don't forget, when you look at Atlanta's disappointing season, that they, uh, week one in Chicago, right? the Bears were first in goal at the five. At well, the how end about of the game.
0: Detroit? They beat Detroit. Uh, when Golden Tate got stiffed out of that game-winning touchdown.
1: Right, right. Yeah, so uh, – and the three-and-a-half is a little bit less important th- th- than it's the typical three when an over-unders 55 points, uh, if you want to look at it like that. So it should be a shootout. Uh, obviously, New England's defense scares me, but I'm with you here. Night game in prime time. And Atlanta, yeah, something might just be fundamentally wrong with them this year. So do you want to use the Pats?
0: I'd use it, but I don't like it. Like I don't. I've trusted the Patriots way too much, way more than they deserve this year.
1: We only have two games locked down. All right,
0: well I would take it. I would take it. Okay, and this last one I hate. This Redskins plus four and a half the Eagles. I took the Redskins. I think the Redskins are good. They didn't look like it last week. The Eagles look great, but you know you don't always play your best game every week. This division rivalry. I I took the skins.
1: I would take Washington in, in, in the pool as well. I, this is a pretty good, sizable spread. I'm a believer in Philly. Their defense is legit, and uh, Carson Wentz has played far better than I expected. Maybe Alshon Jeffrey week with with Norman uh, likely still out, but I think Washington's pretty good. I know the, the wide receivers have been a disappointment, and Jordan Reed, Chris Thompson's like on pace to become the fourth back ever to have 100 carries and 1,000 receiving yards but I think Cousins is pretty good, and Washington's defense is not bad. So I, I'm with Washington here. What What are your thoughts about using them though?
0: If you want it, you can have it. It wouldn't be my choice. My choices okay. would be. Okay, let's go over them.
1: Let's okay. go over them. So Vikings and Panthers locked in. Right. Those are, those, those, are be,
0: those are my two favorites.
1: Okay. Me. Uh, I like I like them too.
0: I would take the Dolphins.
1: Take the Dolphins. Okay. All right. Okay. You, the Jets you, have been killing
0: you... me. The Jets have been killing me. Uh, I would take the Bucks. I would take the Dolphins. I would take. I don't love the Giants. Okay. You, but I, I would take the Bucks or Dolphins. So, so we'll lock in the Panthers and the Vikings. I'll take the Bucks or Dolphins. I'll take them both if you want, but if you want to just give me one of them, pick one. And then you pick the others, the last two.
1: Oh, man. Um, don't fuck it up. I know. Seriously. Um, let's this go. This is
0: big time now. We're, we're in the running now. This is don't uh, screw. Hey, no pressure, but don't you dare screw it up.
1: Let's go, Dolphins. Okay. And then, and then I'm going to say Pats. Okay. And you don't, I was, I was going to give you a choice of, because we talked about this. So Cowboys. Right. Or, your, or against my team, or Giants, your team. Not Redskins. Oh, or them too. Yes. Yes. Sorry.
0: Let's do the Redskins.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. I could see Dallas,
0: but let's do the Redskins. Okay. So let's summarize it really quick. I got to do the radio show in like one minute
1: Vikings, Panthers, Dolphins, Pats. And Redskins.
0: All right, perfect. All right, man. So uh, a couple things. One, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, share it, all that bullshit. Make a comment. Give us five stars, whatever, the, whatever you're supposed to do to uh, enhance uh, the listenership. And also, if you don't subscribe to Rotowire already, you can do so for free for 10 days at rotowire.com slash pod. Totally free for 10 days. You don't need a credit card your subscription at the end of the 10 days will just lapse, and then you can decide in earnest whether you actually want to subscribe. Again, it's rotowire.com slash pod. All right, man. I will catch you next week. Well, I'll catch you on the XM show tomorrow. All
1: right, man. Later, Liz. Take it easy, Donald.